0: Please go to slash Bill, or you can call 1 800 245 6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, December 20th already, 2022. Stand up for your country. Well, this is the last broadcast of the year. Um, I got to give my squad some time off. We don't have reinforcements. Uh, We're an independent news agency. Everybody works every day. It's not like, you know, somebody can go to Tahiti and I can just bring in people. So working pretty hard i think you know that i'm gonna give everybody two weeks off and um i hope they aren't uh, arrested and <laughs> no it's a good crew so this is our last broadcast of the year uh, i will be tweeting over the break a lot keeping up with the news and we'll have um things on billoreilly.com every day new things that are fun remember we have the crossword puzzles and we have all kinds of flashbacks and things like that that are entertaining. So you learn and you have fun at the same time. But anyway, sign up at Bill O'Reilly. That's the tweet, at Bill O'Reilly. Musk hasn't bothered me. Uh, I don't expect he will. We use it more for information than to tear people to pieces. Uh, If I'm going to tear somebody up, I'm going to do it straight on. I'm not going to do tweet stuff. That's like behind the back, stabbing. I don't go for that. Um, Now, there's lots going on today, on December 20th, particularly at the border, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So now the Supreme Court is involved. I suspected this would happen. So everybody in the country knows this is a catastrophe at the southern border. Our security has been compromised, a record amount of hard narcotics flowing in, millions and millions of foreign nationals um, being allowed to stay in America unsupervised everybody knows that all right even president biden knows it the difference in president biden does not care about this issue about what's happening it's obvious he doesn't all right but the supreme court i believe is pretty agitated about it so chief justice john roberts uh extended title 42 it was supposed to expire tomorrow now he's extended it now what does that mean so title 42 gives the federal government the power to turn any migrant around who comes across the border without paperwork without a passport can turn them right around and send them back to mexico it was a lot like trump's remain in mexico policy but title 42 is based on disease covid and any other communicable disease the government says look we don't know who these people are we don't know where they come from we don't know what they've been exposed to so we can't let them in because they may infect Americans with COVID. That makes sense. That's Title 42. So a dopey federal judge suspended it, and now the Supreme Court has overridden that. So Roberts has, uh, has given to federal government the Biden administration, which wants 42 to expire. This is just so insane. That's why I'm so frustrated reporting the story. Um, he's given them... Um, to the end of today to file a counterclaim, and then Roberts will make a decision. But I suspect he's going to kick it to the full court for a uh, hearing, which would then be in June. Okay, Their, Their decision would be in June. That's what I think is going to happen here. So the issue of Title 42 is in the hands of the Supreme Court. But it doesn't really matter. Because the Biden administration didn't send very many people back. They allow people in. And we went over this and over this and over this. I'm not going to go over it again. But the Biden administration refuses to enforce immigration law that was passed by Congress and signed by Ronald Reagan, I believe. He just won't enforce it. Okay. Now, that in itself is not a crime. He can't be charged with a criminal act. Could be impeached for failure to uphold the laws of the United States, which is his oath of office, okay? So now, that's what's going on there. But here's how absurd it really is. For almost a year, the corrupt corporate media tried to cover this story up, as they did with the Hunter Biden laptop. They didn't report on it much. But it's gotten so bad with state of emergencies in El Paso, and Texas declared a state of emergency, so now the corrupt corporate media has to report on it. They have to. Now, as you saw yesterday, if you watched the Notepad News, ABC is blaming Republicans for this. It's incredible, incredible. But yesterday, a Washington Post reporter asked Corinne Jean-Pierre about the border. Go. Uh, just a question on, on migration. The President uh, tasked the Vice President with studying and working on the root causes of some of these issues. I'm wondering if there's any update from this side of the White House on what she's been doing and what she will continue to do as we're expecting an influx at the border. uh, As you know, the President uh, appreciates the partnership that he has with the Vice President. You're right, that has been her charge to uh, work in a diplomatic way on finding the root causes. Of, of, uh, of migration. I uh, don't have anything to lay out specifically on what that work looks like. Uh, but again, we appreciate her partnership. Uh, and uh, I would probably f- uh, refer you to her office on anything specific on the work that she's doing. Now, how insane is that? So the President of the United States doesn't know, and of course doesn't care, what Kamala Harris is doing to get to the root causes of migration. Now, just think about it. Just step back and think about how incompetent this is that a president appoints a vice president. Oh, yeah, you go down and find out why this is all happened. And then, what, a year later, almost a year later, he doesn't know. But he appreciates the partnership. What partnership? It's no partnership. She's not doing jack. I mean, this it's almost like a cartoon every day for me to report to you the reality of what's happening. It's almost like a cartoon. And it's not only uh, the border that Biden doesn't care about. He doesn't care about government spending. So under Biden, new spending, spending that didn't exist before he was president, is, stands at $3.37 a record. $3.37 has been in office for two years. So why should you care? Well, that means that the money you have in the bank, in your wallet, under your mattress, wherever it may be, is worth less. Because Biden and the Treasury Department have to print money to cover the spending so that the money that's in play is less. So if you're going to buy a Van Gogh, there are only, what, a limited amount of Van Gogh paintings around. If suddenly there were a thousand Van Goghs discovered... Then the value of the other Van Goghs would come down. You see? No, maybe you don't, I don't know. And does Biden care about 3.37 trillion in spending? No. At all, he doesn't care at all. So that's two border federal spending slash inflation. As inflation goes up, the more money the government spends. And the third is violent crime. So listen, listen to this $72 billion a year of taxpayer money is given by Washington to the states, the 50 states, to help with crime control. It's called block grants. And that money can be used for whatever the states want it to be. Okay, federal government didn't have any say about how it's used. So $72 billion a year. And violent crime in most major cities is through the roof. Has Biden said anything about it? Not once. I haven't heard him say one thing. It's like, okay, here's your money and we don't really care whether you're fighting violent crime or not, because they're not. They're not fighting violent crime. Does Biden care? No. So you say to me, O'Reilly, you you hate Biden. I don't hate Biden. This is not a hate Trump on the other side of the aisle. I don't. All right. I don't care about Joe Biden. I met him once. He was a standard politician. I had a nice little chat with him for about two minutes and that was it. I don't care about him one way or the other. I will tell you that he is the second worst president in our republic's history. Okay, and then I'm going to I'm going to prove that coming up in in a couple of minutes. Now, today, Joe Biden has nothing on his schedule. Oh, it's five days before Christmas. He has nothing. Usually they'll put something out. Nothing. Zero. Now, that tells me something's wrong. Because they usually fake it. But they don't have anything on a schedule at all. So is he sleeping all day? I don't know. However, yesterday, Monday, December 19th, Biden did his eighth one-on-one interview. So he's only done eight in you know, approaching two years. This one was done with the hard hitting Drew Barrymore, the actress slash talk show host. Now I'm gonna run a minute of this and it is almost beyond belief. Roll it. Well, I, one thing that Joe gives me every year is a poem, which is, <sighs> I knew you'd love that. Love he has him. a book that he bought for me. And every year he writes a poem? You personally write the poem. Of course I do. There's a lot to write about. <laughs> Cause there's no better present than one that's made. You know, the one you can't buy. Give me strength, give me humor, and I know we can <laughs> get somewhere together. Well oh, she so got both of them. I'm usually the brunt of her humor though. <laughs> and the boys love her making fun of me. I am the. Of course qu- they do. Yes. Who wants to grow up in a serious household where exactly. that you That's can't right. make fun of things? Yeah. And, and people? I have so much to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited, and I'm looking back at 2022 with such fondness. And as you're going into 2023, I just hope for you for the very best. And I thank you for creating that feeling mm-hmm. around for everybody give me more credit than I deserve, but thank you well it's that. how i truly feel and i'm honored to have the opportunity to tell you that thank <laughs> you so much for your time <sighs> so she thinks 22 is a fond year and she thinks that joe biden created hope for everybody drew barrymore thinks that okay She's entitled to think whatever she wants to think. I have seen a lot of interviews in my 50 years in journalism. That perhaps was the most fawning F-A-W-N-I-N-G interview I have ever seen. Okay. Now, just listen to it. Just one stat. So while Drew Barrymore is saying, oh, you've given everybody hope, oh, it's fondness that I'll remember this year, this year... The American people have lost, in personal assets, $7 trillion. Now, maybe not Drew Barrymore. I don't even think she'd know if she'd lost it, but maybe I'm being unkind. So this is what Joe Biden did yesterday. This. Meanwhile, 200,000 people... Who don't belong in the United States cross the border (laughs) and he's doing that okay Um, I got to get to my pal uh, James Buchanan put him on up James Buchanan was president of the United States from 1856 to 60 okay He was the worst president by far in the history of our republic because he allowed the south, the southern states, to loot union depots, to disrespect the federal government and mass. He allowed the buildup to the Civil War. Okay. And then Lincoln got elected and comes in and, and all hell breaks loose because Buchanan Didn't care. Just as Biden doesn't care about the South's insurrection. He didn't care. He did nothing. Now, I can prove it in my collection of historical artifacts. I have a letter from Harry Truman. Throw it on up. okay? so a woman writes to Truman and she says, "Um, what about Buchanan and the Civil War? And Truman writes back if Old Buck, that's his nickname, Buchanan, had the cojones, he didn't use that word, him, but that's what he's saying, of Andrew Jackson, the Civil War might have been averted, which is absolutely true. If you had Jackson in front of Lincoln, Andrew Jackson, he never would have allowed the South to gather in strength to defy the federal government, because once you defy the federal government, Then everybody in the South goes, we can do this. We can do this. We can separate. They're not going to do anything or we'll kick their butt if they try. Instead of sending federal troops and force and mass down to the South and stopping it in its infancy. Okay, so Truman and everybody else who knows the country and knows what happened knows that Buchanan was the worst. And he was the worst because he didn't care. He was a coward or whatever it may be. I don't know what his inner thoughts were, but I do know for four years he sat on his expansive butt and did nothing. Just as Biden is doing that now in very, very serious things for this country. Okay, that's the memo. Now let's go to Trump. Not a lot new on the Trump front. We went over this last night on the No NoSpin News. You premium members and concierge members, you can access the NOSPA news anytime you want. If you missed it, I think we had very, very good analysis of the referral, the criminal referral to the Justice Department about Donald Trump. So Mitch McConnell was asked about this. All right. And here's what he said. Quote, the entire nation knows who is responsible for that day, January 6th. Beyond that, I don't have any immediate observations. That is an irresponsible statement by Senator McConnell. Okay, Trump was not responsible for the riot at the Capitol. He didn't do what he should have done by immediately calling for his followers to stand down. He didn't do that. But he didn't want that to happen. And he panicked when it did happen because they were his people doing it. That's what happened. When McConnell says our entire nation knows who's responsible for that day. That's because McConnell hates Trump. Just that statement means McConnell is no longer qualified to be the minority leader in the Senate, in my opinion, my humble opinion. I don't don't like this guy. You know, I don't like him because of Kate's law. We've gone over that. But he now is hurting the Republican Party. All right. He's got to step aside. You need new, younger blood in that position. And I'm not a party guy. I couldn't care less what they do inside the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I don't care. I'm a registered independent. Keep an eye on all of them. All right. Now, on the criminal justice front, Illinois on January 1st knocks out all bail. Okay, so there's no more bail in the state of Illinois and the Chicago drug gangs are celebrating. They'll have a very, very fun New Year's Eve going, hey, we're not going to get bail. OK, we can do whatever we want, then they're not going to hold us. Have a gun, they won't hold us. Sell heroin? Nope, not held in us. Now, the law says that the individual judges in Illinois all right, are responsible for remanding to custody the person arrested or not. So what you'll have is in the southern part of Illinois, the more conservative part, the judges will remand. But in Chicago, Cook County and where the real crime is, most of those liberal judges, they don't doesn't matter. Go ahead you know We'll see you in five months for your hearing. State of Illinois. more people per capita are leaving Illinois than any other state. all right New York and California numbers, they're the leaders. but percentage-wise, Illinois it's draining out of that state because it's so crazy. Stanford University, very fine university, or it used to be. I took a uh, year and a half to study harmful language, okay? The Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. So a bunch of these pinheads got together, and they go, we're going to have language that uh, we are going to be suggested not used At Stanford. Now, I took my son to Stanford uh, when we were touring colleges because it really is or was an excellent school. Both of us said, no, too woke, too crazy. All right, now, here are the harmful words, some of them. You don't want to say American on the college campus of Stanford, you replace it with US citizen. Why? Because people in Central and South America are Americans, too. And we're slighting them by appropriating the term American. Immigrant. Nope. A person who has immigrated. Prisoner. Nope. A person who is incarcerated. Not a prisoner. Homeless person. Nope. A person without housing. Handicap parking. Nope. Accessible parking, not handicapped. Nobody's handicapped. Committed suicide. Oh, no. Died by suicide. Blind review, anonymous review. Tone deaf, unenlightened. Can't use blind or uh, deaf. Nope. Addict. No. Person with a substance abuse disorder. And the word brave is out. They don't have a Synonym for brave, they just don't don't say brave. I guess it's because of Indians, but I'm not sure. Stanford University, about 80,000 a year to go there. (laughs) Smart life. So, a cardiologist named Dr. Donald Lloyd-Jones has studied heart attack spike rates. And he says that between Christmas and New Year's, there are 40% more heart attacks. And this is a quote. During the holiday season, there are different stresses like dealing with your in-laws and travel arrangements that may add stress. We're often knocked off our eating and sleeping patterns. We tend to consume more alcohol. We're not pursuing our typical physical activity. And we may get thrown off our medication schedule. Unquote. So, it's a little dopey here, but not... Crazy, because yeah, those days between Christmas and New Year's, everybody's partying, celebrating a lot of eggnog. I can't eat, drink eggnog. Anybody out there like eggnog? No, but they you pour booze in it and then you get blasted. So they tell me. Um, the other thing in the smart life category is don't overdo the celebrating. You know, moderation. Watch the COVID. So. I don't go out in public a lot Um, because, you know, when I do, I have to, it's an ordeal. I'm not whining about it either. I mean, I just, once in a while. But when I do, it's always a fist bump now. No handshakes. Everybody wants a handshake, but I just give them a fist bump and I just go COVID. Okay, that protects you. No hugging. No, because if a person has COVID, And you're there like that. Mm. So be careful about going into groups that you don't know, people you don't know. My daughter, three times COVID, and she's vaxxed because she lived in New York City. And she's around strangers all the time in confined areas. And she's picking it up, picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. It's crazy. So watch that COVID thing. Please go to TaxNetworkUSA.com Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. I'm not a big mask guy. I don't do that. Um, and, and those of you who do, I respect it. Maybe the mask helps, I don't know. I haven't gotten COVID. I've been very, very, very lucky. But I'm, I got it fully vaxxed and all that. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But just be, watch your health. Watch your health over the Christmas thing. We, we want you to be strong. All right, now let's get into a Christmas tradition. Now, I've given this before. I've done this before. So some of you listening on the radio and watching on television, you might want to go away for five minutes and uh, and then come back. But I think it's very instructive. So I wrote a book, Killing Jesus. Okay? Massive uh, bestseller all over the world. But it's a history book. It says, all right, a history, Killing Jesus. We do not use the word Christ in the book because that connotes Redeemer. It's a religious connotation. Here's Killing Jesus in Korean. So this, was a, this book was in every part of the world, including the Muslim part of the world. And people obviously want to know about Jesus, the man. Okay? So Killing Jesus, the book, was made into Killing Jesus, the movie. I was the executive producer. Roll the clip. Majesty. An alignment of the stars has drawn us here. These stars? They foretell a great event. A child, born in your kingdom, is the God of Israel's chosen, the Messiah. Messiah? A king of the Davidic line to restore the glory of Israel, as in the prophecy of Isaiah. Isaiah? born in my kingdom, how will you find this one child destined to be the Messiah? Knowledge that the day and time of his birth match the position of the stars and the child would give us a sign. What a blessing. Yes. Find this child. Send me news that I may come and venerate him. I welcome your holy mission. Majesty. Okay, so you can see that on pay-per-view. That's Kelsey Grammer, by the way. And um, it's a really good primer on Jesus. So why are we talking about this? Well, Because Christmas is five days, and that's what it's about. The birth of an infant in bethlehem and it's all historical so uh my co-author and researcher martin dugard went to israel government of israel opened up all their records about that time we read josephus and all of that we got unbelievable stuff and basically the story is that joseph and mary all right had to go to bethlehem to answer the census from augustus caesar who was occupying most of the world and he wanted to know how many people were under his occupation so he could tax the various lands. So they had to go. You didn't go, you're in trouble. And there, Jesus was born. Then Herod, Kelsey Grammer, sent his soldiers in to murder um, the firstborn, any baby that was born, within six months. Now, some historians dispute that, but it happened. And Jesus... Mary and Joseph, they moved out before Herod's soldiers got in, and they were mercenary soldiers. Herod was a Jew, but he hired mercenaries because he didn't trust the other Jews because they hated him. All right, so fast forward up to uh, Jesus's adulthood, and he goes and he preaches. And at first there were 15, 20 people, and after a year there were two, 3,000 people. So how does that happen? Well, you say because of his message, because he was preaching uh, goodwill toward men and, and charity for all and all that. People couldn't hear him. Couldn't hear him. He didn't have a microphone. So he would stand on a hill or he'd be out in the Sea of Galilee in a boat. You could see him. Couldn't hear him. And his apostles did spread the word about what he was saying. But you don't get two, 3,000 people showing up where he is unless there's something extraordinary happening. Now, we are no miracles in killing Jesus. You don't have any miracles, because how could we? a history, there's no verification. What there was and is, is the spies following Jesus for the Sanhedrin, the Jewish authorities, and for Pilate, the Romans, sent dispatches back saying, the guy's healing people. And this is what's drawing the crowds. Everybody wants to see it or get healed themselves. That happened. Now, whether those miracles were real or not, you have to decide. It's a matter of faith. But here's the kicker on Jesus and Christmas. So right now in the world, there are 2.5 billion Christians following Jesus, more than any other religion. Islam is about 2 billion. um, Hinduism, about a billion. Centered in India, of course. Anyway, Jesus of Nazareth, A poor stone cutter. That's what Joseph and Jesus did. They cut stone to build homes. And everybody goes, oh, he's a carpenter. There were no trees. So they cut stone. That's how they built dwellings. Anyway, he comes from a backwater, small town, Nazareth. He rises up to become the most famous human being who has ever lived. How does that happen? We're thinking about In this Christmas season, this day in history in the USA, December 20th, 1803, Thomas Jefferson buys the Louisiana purchase from France, 15 million bucks, put up the maps, let's see uh, what we got for our money. And on radio, I'll describe it, starts in New Orleans, goes all the way up to the Canadian border. Okay. Um, The Western edge is... Colorado now Colorado Wyoming Idaho look at that that vast tract of land 828,000 square miles now the French didn't want it because they couldn't administrate it because it was full of Native Americans who didn't want any white people there and it was a rough and tumble place so they said ah, we will take the 15 million and we'll run and Thomas Jefferson was president James Monroe Secretary of State negotiated it. And that's really how the United States became the most powerful nation. Okay, we got mail. We got Holly the terror dog and a final thought. We don't wanna miss that. Coming right back. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast, Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's go to the mail. Trisha concierge member, the best Christmas gift. And you get it instantly if you buy a concierge membership for yourself or anyone else on your Christmas list. Get a free book, any book you want. Killing the Legends, of course, anything. So Trisha's a concierge member. She says, 50 million illegals are here in the USA, thanks to George Soros, left as a machine, uses a fist to threaten or bankrupt anyone standing in their way. Number one, Tricia, we love you. It's not 50 billion. Okay, tops 20 million, probably 15. So when you want to win the argument, factual correctness is important. Phyllis, so much talk, discussion, criticism of Joe Biden's border policy, but nothing gets done ever. Simply cannot understand why more Americans do not take, talk to their congressmen. You look, talk is cheap. Trump, in the Remain in Mexico policy, blunted it. Biden, as we went over, doesn't care. Leslie, concierge member. Thank you, Leslie. Hey, Bill, I just asked a friend, a Biden supporter living in Texas, if he thought there was a border crisis, he said, it's no different than four years of Trump. I took your advice. Just left the topic alone. People believe what they want to believe. Absolutely. So last year, Trump, about 750,000 encounters with the Border Patrol. Now it's up to two and a half million a year. Tell your friend. But he's not going to change his opinion. Patricia Hill, Jamestown, Pennsylvania. What happens when there's not enough of tribe one to support tribe two and the government? Is that the downfall of the USA? Okay, good question. Now this goes to my column, "The Rise of the Tribes," on BillO'Reilly.com. I hope you read it. All right, we are two separate peoples now, two tribes in this country. Tribe number one largely supports tribe number two. So Patricia says, "Well, what what happens when taxing them here, they can't tax them anymore?" That's when the government comes in, like the Soviet Union, like China, like Cuba. Okay. and takes over private industry. That's communism. So when when taxation no longer can support most of the people who need entitlements, the government then nationalizes certain industries to get the money. That's what happens. Claudia, Martha Raddatz ABC want to make uh, the Republicans responsible for the Crisis with illegal migrants, like they're in charge of protecting our borders, not Joe Biden. Governor Abbott's responses to Raditz were clear, but a bit bureaucratic. Yeah, I would have been a little more militant had I been Governor Abbott when she came out with that. And again, we had that on the NOSPEN news last night. Uh, Kent Van Culler, Rye, New York. I agree with you, O'Reilly, that declaring homelessness a crime is the only way to stop the epidemic. Taxpayer money spent to jail vagrants would prevent crimes and the degradation of our cities you got me all wrong i don't want it to be a crime i think that would never happen in this country and shouldn't happen absolutely not my solution to the homelessness problem is therapeutic centers not jails not prison not arrests but if a drug addict is homeless and has a rap sheet selling narcotics stealing whatever they can be deemed a danger to public safety and they can be removed to a facility for quote-unquote evaluation which can take as long as uh, the municipality deems is necessary but i would never criminalize homelessness that's not the way to do it therapeutic centers okay where the people get services they get a roof, they get fed, but no drugs and no booze. Though so they're not gonna to wanna to go there. But that's a way to do it. Jane Yars, Weston, Massachusetts. Thank you, Bill, for your smart life tips. After hearing about the I bonds, we looked into it. My husband and I each purchased the maximum amount. Thanks again for your smart life. Merry Christmas. So the I bonds are there for you, 10,000 minimum pay a great interest rates guaranteed by the federal government so if you got ten grand and you you're getting two percent in your bank it's a year commitment but you can you know there's a lot of things you can do with it that was one of our best smart life tips and a lot of people uh, went into it Richard Swaffer Montreal Canada my wife always laughs at me when I put on the Charlie Brown Christmas album uh, it reminds me of when I was a kid my kids and I watch Charlie Brown Christmas every year. It's on, I think it's on Amazon now or something. I can't, I don't know. I can't figure all that out. I listened to the Charlie Brown Christmas album last night. I did. It's great. All right. And it, the jazz in that is fabulous. That kid's stuff. I mean, they have a kid's choir and stuff, but it's really, really good music. So you're smart to do it, Richard, up there in Montreal. Okay, so... um, we can still get you stuff from the BillOReilly.com Christmas store, but it's tight now. But as I said, the premium memberships and the concierge memberships, and that helps us so much. So if you know and like somebody and it's not that expensive and you get a free book, come on. And if you're not a premium member, listen to me on the radio on BillOReilly.com. I mean, ah, you, you can make your membership fee back a thousand times. If you give presents to people, because we have good and they're not political presents and none of that. They're just good stuff. But anyway, five days of Christmas. I mean, we can you know, if you order today, uh, we can get it to you. Two days shipping. You got to pay for that. But we can get whatever you want. But I continue to believe that this uh, concierge membership uh, and premium membership is the way to go. Okay. Um, we have the word of the day disputatious this is a great word d-i-s-p-u-t-a-t-i-o-u-s disputatious do not be that um so i have a little time to kill now about a minute before uh we bring in holly the terror dog who's warming up in the bullpen over there unbelievable dog someday i'll really give you the skinny on on holly the terror dog but she wants her air time for the last uh, broadcast of the year, and we will give it to her. But we are an independent news agency here. As I said, a topic program. And um, we work hard, very, very hard. And we don't make mistakes. And that's amazing, because I see mistakes every day. And by the way, I'm gonna be on News Nation tonight. Uh, is a Cuomo promo. I'll be on with Chris Cuomo on Tuesday tonight. And I'm sure Trump's going to come up, by the way. And I'm ready. I'm ready. Because Cuomo's kind of obsessed with Trump. And I, it's going to be an interesting discussion. So that's at 8 p.m. Eastern, News Nation. And I will be there. But anyway, we really appreciate you guys uh, helping us out. And I'm going to take a quick break. And you got Holly ready? She'll be here in a moment. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. Holly the Terror Dog and I wish you all a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's a cliche, but we do. Right, Holly? We wish you a Merry Christmas. Now, I want to show you the bribes that I have to give Holly to perform. This is chicken. Right, Holly? (laughs) And Holly would eat a thousand of them. No? No, you got to be good. You got to be good. All right. Look at the camera, there's treats in the camera. There's treats there, see if she knows. If you perform well, you get another treat, but this isn't good, you gotta look at the folks. You gotta... <laughs> now corgis are from Wales, and they are sheep herding dogs. So uh, they domesticate well, but Holly's instinct is to uh, keep the sheep on the mountainside. <laughs> And so when you get her in a stationary position like this, this isn't like a little poodle. <laughs> this is a funny dog. But anyway, it's the last show for uh, 22. We got a big uh, year in 23 planned, right, Holly? Holly's seven now. She's seven. You're, you're seven, and she's a good dog. Even though she's, uh, you know, moving around, she senses that treat coming after Holly. Oh, that's it. Got to be good. Senses is that tree coming? So I want you all to have a very, very nice rest over Christmas, if you can. And don't forget, at Bill O'Reilly, we'll be tweeting a lot. Maybe some pictures of the Terra dog here. Right, Holly? Some pictures out of you. And we really appreciate you guys watching and listening. It means everything to us because we're an independent news agency. And without you, we're not on. So thank you very much, and we will see you on January 3rd, I believe. January 3rd, we'll be here. All right, have a great one. Say goodbye. (laughs) Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.